Hey! This is JJ and Alex. I made a name for myself, I told you I won't be denied. As you wrap up your day, it's time to get your fix of the teams you live for and the sports you love. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. The Chiefs Kingdom has started its own history class because for the first time, in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right. Throws. Touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl back to back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! Ah, the dang it at the end. Who's their analyst? I don't even know who that was, but you know what? He's now my favorite former player. Oh. <laughs> Their hopes crushed oh, by a play called the corn dog with a little ketchup and mustard. So it was called corn dog. Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid names everything after food, right? Yes, he does. They've got to have a Nuggies play, right? It's on brand. They yeah. have to oh, have a Nuggies sure. play. There's no way they did. They They'll probably break ran. that out in 2024 when they try to win three straight. Super oh, Bowls. my goodness. Be the first ever. Chiefs of the Super Bowl, Tim Ryan. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. You know what? He could have said a lot worse. <laughs> he could have been really nasty. Could have been fined by the FCC. There's no doubt <laughs> about that. He could have said a lot worse at the end of that one. Uh, and heaven knows, I watched enough of those Twitter reactions of people punching their televisions. That's how cheap TVs have gotten now, by the way. That's a that's a sign of, of how inexpensive televisions are uh, nowadays. When people punch a TV that's on a wall. I saw one where a guy punched the TV on the wall, but he also... Uh, went after a guy who who was a Chiefs fan at his party, and he was just going at. I mean, he almost murdered this guy. How much alcohol had he consumed that day? I don't know, but he punched his own television. He told everybody to get out of his blankety blank house. Like immediately, he punches the TV and then goes, "Get out of my house." And I watched countless of those of people reacting. Um, my goodness, Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl champions again. I'm just all broken up about the fact that Rusty Keys from FM 100 is out of town right now. I'm not. <laughs> a Chiefs fan. Enjoy St. George, Rusty. I know. A Chiefs fan. I'll see you in the fall. Doing the victory lap on uh, on both Lloyd Cole and Jeremiah Jensen. Don't need it. And all of the Broncos fans that we have uh, oh. at this dadgum station. Imagine being a 49er fan in the building day and have Rusty come in. Hey! What'd you think of that call at the end? <laughs> I love how you gave him some weird voice. Told you the Chiefs defense is going to be the difference this year. My goodness, it was, though. And you know what that meant? The 49ers and the Chiefs had the most boring first half in NFL history, I feel like. Nobody I mean, remembers. The thing was, is Nobody Tom cares. Brady, his his sixth Super Bowl win was that 10-3 to game, right, against yes. the Rams? That was boring, but... This one was more boring for some reason. Interesting fact before we get into this in more depth. That was the 10th time in Super Bowl history that we had a scoreless first quarter. 
five of the ten scoreless first quarters happened in Super Bowls where the New England Patriots were involved. Wow. To their credit, though, they've been in a lot of Super Bowls now. So just by the numbers, they might be in there. <laughs> and the Super Bowl was a lot better without them. Right. And you know what? That's a testament to Tom Brady. He's actually not that good. Couldn't score in the first quarter ever. <laughs> There's a hot take. Couldn't score in the Whoa, first quarter. What you got? Yeah, you're good at winning, but you never <laughs> could score in the first quarter. You were awful. Come on, Tom. Okay. Let's kick the show off because, my goodness, we've got a lot to get to with this uh, Super Bowl reactions. I don't I, – you'll notice there's a lot of football talk this show because we are having a hard time giving this thing up. And later on in the show, we're going to put football to rest for the season. We'll still talk about it every day. But we're going to put it to bed for this season. And I'm interested, J.J., of what some of the storylines are that you think are going to take over for next year in the NFL. So let's kick the show off. Our program is brought to you by G2G Bars, all natural ingredients, no preservatives. The G2G Bar is perfect for anybody who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost and needs to get back on track after a bad Sunday of eating terrible, terrible foods that were amazing. All right, let's kick it off with the cut. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with JJ and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We've been fighting for all right all day. How about a little Viva Las Vegas? Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Viva! Girlfriend's going to be a bit disappointed in the pitch there. Couldn't Her hit all the notes. was not good. No, no, no. She has, uh, mu- music, musical people everywhere, including his girlfriend, were like, hey, listen, when you're tone deaf, just stick to the one Viva Las Vegas. Don't try to do the full verse there. JJ, uh, epic Super Bowl because you freaking nailed the pick. I mean, we'll go over it a little bit later, but. I'm not proud of it. You called it Chiefs 24-21. It ended up being that exact spread. You were only two points off because you had it 24-21. It was 25-22. So congrats to you. I had the 49ers winning and scoring way too many points. My heavens, it was a really, really good second half and exciting overtime. But that's about it. I mean, it was a sloppy game. When you have a guy tear his Achilles running onto the field, that's a weird – it was just a weird feeling of that game. The Super Bowl felt strange for quite some time. But I'm glad that it turned around in the second half because 10-3 to 3 at the half was not something I was looking forward to. And when it was middle of the third quarter, I thought about you guys because it was 10-6, to 6, and I was like, we are going to get the exact Madden projection that they had had. Ugh. Remember they said it was going to be 10-6, to 6 and, I, and, and, I, and it was the 49ers leading at that moment. But the 49ers coming up short, Kyle Shanahan and his guys – Man, I'm bummed for Fred Warner. He played a heck of a game. But where on earth was any defender on that last play on Mikael Hardman? Is that how little they respected his game? <laughs> Did they not go over corn dog in practice? <laughs> and, of course, Andy Reid was going to put some ketchup and mustard on corn dog. Oh, my god! And that's exactly what he did. Mikael Hardman wide open in the end zone. I think the story here is this. And you tell me what you think. Did the 49ers – blow this game or was this just the greatness of the Chiefs showing itself once again I believe it was the Chiefs once again showing just how much better they are than the rest of the NFL how much smarter they are than everybody else in the NFL how much more talent they have 
than everyone else in the NFL. The Chiefs are a dynasty. As much as it pains me to say that, it's a fact. You win three Super Bowls in five years. Only three other franchises in NFL history have done it. One of them is not the 49ers, by the way. Cowboys. The Cowboys are one. Early 90s. Steelers in the 70s. Won three Super Bowls in a five-year period. The Patriots have done it twice, both in the 2000s and the 2010s. Yeah, they're the real dynasty. Come on. Is how great we are witnessing right now. That's the greatness we are witnessing right now is this Kansas City Chiefs franchise. It is a dynasty. Mahomes was so excited to say the line that he had been preparing all week at the end of this thing. Got your Kermit the Frog voice right? <laughs> Don't ever cut don't ever say the Chiefs are underdogs again. <laughs> Corn dog, baby. Okay. Why are they playing up this underdog because, role? Because if you're going to be, I, I we've learned this. What did Kobe always do? Created some f- paper fake yeah. uh, tiger to get motivated with. What did Michael Jordan do? He was pissed off at everybody for no reason. He would create. What did Tom Brady do? Nobody respects us. And people are like, actually, everyone respects you. He's like, no, no, nobody. And we're like, no, this is what Kyle Whittingham does. Find a little something. Find a little clipping. If it's the two-point spread, Great, but this is what great people, great teams, this is what great athletes do. They create, albeit even if it's inflated in their mind, but they believe that I, I'm convinced Patrick Mahomes believed they were disrespected. He believed that they were not supposed to be the underdogs and said it at the end. That's how you motiv- That's how great players motivate themselves with this fake stuff. I say fake. The two point, I mean, it was a two point line. That's a push, JJ, in my mind. Like, right. That is nothing. Like a two point. That's almost a pickup. Right. And so, fine. But you come up with that, and that's what you do. And that's what makes this, that's what makes these guys great. Inventing a slight that has been against you. Nobody respected us all week. It's like, dude, you're the, you're the, you're the Chiefs. You're Patrick Mahomes. I think people respected you. Like, come on. So, did the 49ers blow it? A lot of talk has been surrounding Fred Warner and the and the coin toss. Not Fred Warner in particular because he goes out there and Shanahan says, if we win the toss, we're getting the ball first. Which is, like, why was that a bad decision? Tell me why from a from an actual, like, moves on the chessboard – standpoint why getting the ball first was a disadvantage because that's all I'm hearing today is that why did they take the ball first in the overtime now we find out also they didn't necessarily know all the all the overtime rules and then by the way neither did most of our audience neither did we I didn't understand all the overtime rules for the postseason as they are made up now and if you say you did and you knew it all you're lying but you tell me, what was that a bad move? I'm trying to figure out how it would have mattered if you pick one way or the other. It was not a bad move. Now, we're used to college football overtimes where you want to be the team that has the ball last because you know what the other team did initially. And so I understand it from that standpoint that, okay, let the other team have the ball first. If you get a stop, you know all you need is a field goal to win it. If they only kick a field goal, all you need, all you know is you need to get a touchdown to win it. Doesn't really apply here, though, 
Um, it doesn't really matter because you both get possessions and you score a seven, you know you're going to get a chance to get the ball back again. So they did simulations on this. And the simulation showed it doesn't really matter. It has no impact on how you win in these overtime scenarios that they've now created with this new rule. So to answer your question, that doesn't really matter. What happened in this game was determined far before then, if you ask me. The 49ers had a golden opportunity in the third quarter to blow this game open. What was the score right after halftime when Patrick Mahomes threw that interception? 10-3. 10-3. And you got the ball in great field position. What did the 49ers do with it? They had momentum. They had field goal position. They got the stop on the Chiefs to open the second half, and they couldn't do anything with it. The difference in this game was the 49ers' offense and their inability to take advantage of the Chiefs' miscues and mistakes that happened repeatedly in that game. Again, we've been watching this Chiefs team all year, and we're like, this offense is not what it used to be. This Chiefs team is vulnerable. Yet here we are sitting here today, and the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions again, and nobody in the league could take advantage of it. The Bills in the playoffs, we told, we were told the Chiefs had never been on the road in the playoffs. Right. What do they do? They go out on the road and find a way in Buffalo, one of the toughest places to play in the playoffs. They go to Baltimore, a Ravens team that absolutely wrecked everybody that season, except for one team, the Kansas City Chiefs, who came to Baltimore and made the Ravens look like a team that didn't belong in the playoffs. And then here we go again. The 49ers, who's... Do you have more stars on offense on a team than the 49ers? Christian McCaffrey led the league in rushing. Debo Samuel, one of the most dynamic players. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, great offensive line. Trent Williams. And Brock Purdy, who everyone's game manager this, game manager that. Well, every quarterback's a game manager, but he threw for over 4,000 yards this year. That offense... Didn't do much, did it? Once again, the Kansas City Chiefs proved to us that they are the class of the NFL, and even in a year where they looked vulnerable, nobody could take advantage. The Chiefs are a dynasty. And Patrick Mahomes is on his way to being one of the best, and you can already start making those early arguments because of how early he's doing it. I don't want to say, I don't want to put him in the GOAT conversation yet just because he's got a long way to go still. But why not? Since 2018, he's thrown 260 touchdowns, including in the playoffs. 33,000 yards since 2018. No one's gotten off to a quicker start. Playoff wins, he's 15 wins under his belt as a guy who's been in the league for six seasons. He's 28. He's 28 years old. You could argue, if you're going on the Tom Brady timeline, that he's not even into his prime yet, right? He's been the Super Bowl MVP three times. And all of those things, all those numbers I just read off are the most in NFL history. Now, I can also make an argument for, for this. It was, a, it was a gross first half. Weird injuries. When did Greenlaw? He got like, – Second like, quarter, right? Before the third – Before it, it was, was the, the first, first half. Quarter. Yeah, it might have been in the – Second quarter. They'd only had like three or four possessions yeah. on defense. And he goes out there, a freak accident. They show it. It was so weird. But you can make an argument too – because I, I read something today. It was like, the kickers really shined, except for that uh, the missed extra point that made a huge right. part of the— but uh, two NFL records were broken. Right, in the same game, which also could be the argument as to why it was a terrible game. <laughs> when the, the records that were broken in the Super Bowl were longest field goal attempt. Right, 
two times it was broken in the game last night. There was a 57-yarder, a 55-yarder, and a 53-yarder made in the game. Yeah. You know what that means also? No, the teams were not getting anywhere close to the end zone, yeah. <laughs> especially in the beginning. So I felt bad because they're putting it all on that kicker for the uh, 49ers who missed the extra point. And I know it was blocked. I think he would have missed it. You watch the trajectory of where that's going. The only reason those arms were up, they were not in the middle, by the way. They were, like, off to the side. You saw the ball coming off of his foot going to the left. I think he would have missed it still. But we'll never know. I don't think that would have changed the outcome. I really don't. Because I think that the Chiefs would have said, hey, we got to score a touchdown, and they would have been a little bit more prone. They had a couple of extra shots. They were in a great position to do that if they needed to at the end of the game, but they realized that they – could take the field goal and send it to overtime, and they did exactly that. And it worked out in their favor. But uh, it wasn't one play in this game that cost the 49ers the win. It was a sustained inability to execute the offense against that Chiefs defense. And I really do believe that the Chiefs defense was the difference this season, which is new for the Kansas City right. Chiefs because they relied so much on their offensive firepower and their offensive talent, and of course, Andy Reid is an offensive genius. This year, this franchise showed us just how great they are by figuring out how to do it with defense. And it's still a scary proposition moving forward. When does this stop? Who's next? Who's going to beat the Chiefs? Who's going to take over and become the best franchise in the NFL? Who's going to take the Chiefs down? By the way... Shout out to my mother-in-law, Emily Dewey. She made the Super Bowl the most exciting to watch that didn't have my my Seahawks in it in the history of my life. We played Super Bowl ad bingo, and we played just like game bingo at the same time, and all the grandkids were playing, and she's dishing out $5 bills every time somebody got bingos. Whoa. This is my mother-in-law. She's like, she's amazing like this, right? What is she, a venture capitalist? How does she have all this cash? <laughs> she, she's seeding the, she's seeding the, uh, my kids are like, what do I do she with run this? a tech company? <laughs> it, by, by the second half, it was pretty funny. What she's franchise like, right. does she own? No, by the second half, she goes, all right, you guys won enough. <laughs> it was like, you guys won enough. She cleaned out her 401k over Super Bowl bingo? <laughs> Move along. No, it Bad was move, so fun. I, I couldn't believe how into it I was because I'm helping the kids it was really fun it made me watch every commercial basically it made me get into it because I'm trying to tell the kids because they had guys on the board like uh you know people that were in you know, celebrities in the commercials and everything I'm all who's got who's got Chris Pratt who's got Tom Brady who by the way does Tom Brady need to be in more commercials yes why because it was the best commercial of Super Bowl the, are you Sunday. talking about the Dunkin Donuts one yes right Matt Damon's like by the way the when, I said I'd do, when I said I'd do anything for you this was anything we're done with it. Matt Damon played the straight man perfectly. And and when J-Lo goes, hey, Tom, could you stick around? <laughs> or, Tom, you can stick around. You're right. That one was probably the best one of the entire Super Bowl. Tom, you can stay. $7 million for a 30-second ad. And there were multiple companies who bought one-minute ads. There were multiple companies who That's bought That's just multiple- to buy the ad. How much did they have to pay the celebrities to be in it? Could you imagine what Dunkin' Donuts had to pay oh, Ben Affleck, gosh. Tom Brady, uh, Matt Damon and Jennifer, Je- Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. I am like that's crazy. More than the seven million that they had to pay for the spot. You don't think they had to do? Uh, they didn't do it out of the goodness of their hearts because they're like, no, we love Duncan. We're from Boston. Well, ben Affleck's been a <laughs> spokesman for them for a while, but just think about how much they're actually making back on that. Because what are we talking about today? We're oh talking about the Dunkins. They got us. 
They did. They That's got how us. this works. I got killed on it. Uh, yeah, I, I fall for all the ads. I fall for all the ads. All right. So many things for us to get through today. So many things for us to talk about with that Super Bowl that uh, ended up insane. We also have a lot of non-Super Bowl topics today as well, including, uh, JJ, we have an update on some baseball news when it comes to the possibility of a Major League Baseball team maybe coming to Utah at some point. I'm talking about the permanent one, not the temporary Ooh. one that I feel like we have in the bag. Can I say that? Is that going to ruin it? Is that going to ruin it if I say? I think you jinxed it. I feel like it's in the bag. What but it's the A's, so if you jinx it, I think people will be all right. <laughs> it's the A's. Look, hey, They might I, just make the wrong I decision don't, at the I last just, minute. I need to be careful. I, I promise that's the last time I say something negative about the A's because we love the A's. We want you to come to Utah for three years. Please, A's, come to Utah. Hey, we'll be your radio home of the uh, Oakland A's for a minute. ignore right. how bad they botched things with that. Oh, I did it again. I am so sorry. So sorry. I will correct myself not our in thing. the future. We love the A's. Please come to Utah. I am an idiot. <laughs> Don't blow it. We'll get to the uh, Andy Reid discussion as well, where he is on the list of great coaches in the NFL now that he had his third Super Bowl win after being the guy who couldn't get his team over the top before in his career, now making it look easy every time they get to the Super Bowl. I love Andy Reid, though. There, That's the thing is I, I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm not a 49ers fan, but I love Andy Reid. That guy, perfect rep for the BYU brand, right? And for people to go, oh, man, that guy, I mean – you got to mention, you got to mention uh, of him playing offensive line at BYU during the game because he took a hit from his own tight end. I lost some respect for Travis Kelsey in that moment when he got in his coach's uh, ear. I also loved the one-liners he was dropping in the game. Said his wife had five kids, which absolutely wrecked his body. <laughs> Just classic Andy Reid. Oh, my goodness. The coach. All right, we'll, uh, we'll come back. We've got more to get through. Uh, on an awesome post-Super Bowl Monday. We have a jazz game tonight, too. Utah Jazz back in town. you got an awesome week running up to the All-Star game. You've got Lakers, or no, excuse me, Warriors, Lakers, Jazz, right? Warriors, Lakers, Warriors. Warriors, the Lakers. The Jazz can't Sorry. play themselves they on can't Thursday. Play. You know what? You played yourself, dog. The Jazz dog. will lose, Sorry. by the way. <laughs> Warriors, Lakers, Warriors. Got ahead of myself. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. More to go around the corner. This uh, part of the program brought to you by Trajan Wealth, T-R-A-J-A-N, wealth.com. We will come back. We will roll out some of, some other audio, by the way. Andy Reid on retirement, what he had to say about that this week, and now if there could be a consideration otherwise. We'll have an Andy Reid segment, uh, a little uh, a little uh, ode to Andy next right here, 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. The best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars is right here on The Zone. This is JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. even thought about it but i get asked it i mean i'm still kind of in awe of the the game and and what went on there so um i really haven't thought why or what or anything else but people keep asking me and i I keep saying why did Belichick and pete retire you know those guys they ask those old guys a question but i'm I'm the old guy now so i guess i'm gonna be asked that i really haven't gone there i haven't really thought about it 
Yeah, so stop asking. So quit asking. Uh, Andy Reid, by the way, 65 years old, JJ. Welcome back to the program. JJ and Alex, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Andy Reid, 65. He's won three Super Bowls. Why do people, it is interesting. I guess the idea would be you ask him because there could be that slight possibility that he goes on the night that they win the Super Bowl. I'm glad you asked. And yes, honey, I'm coming home. I'm going out on top. You right? I mean, there, there's a slight chance of that, but not really. I mean, Andy Reid said during the week at the Super Bowl, like, yeah, this is not the day to ask it. I'm not, I'm not thinking about that. Like, no. And what he was saying was, is don't ask me that at all this week. Don't ask me at all. I don't, I'm not thinking about it. Why would you stop coaching right now? When you basic, you have one of the best quarterbacks, if arguably the best quarterback in NFL history could end up that way. You're Andy Reid. Why would you walk away from something like that? Before I answer your question and we dig into the greatness of Andy Reid and where he fits now among the greatest coaches of all time, can I speak to the media real quick? Me as a fellow member of the media, can we stop asking coaches when they're going to retire? Guess what? They're not going to tell you. Like, you're like, so is this it for you? You're going to be done? He's going to be like, actually, now that you ask me that, yeah. it's time for me to say, like, what do you think you're getting a scoop here? You're like in a room full of 250 media members, and you ask that question right now while he's celebrating a Super Bowl? We can do better. You know what? It's a Tuesday press conference in the middle of the year. Absolutely. I'm going to retire at the end of the season. Like, no. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> like, stop doing this. It's a, la- It's lazy. It's dumb. You're not going to get. The, you're not going to break news by asking that question. There's not anything interesting you're going to gather from that or glean from that. He's just won a Super Bowl. Like, you think he's actually thinking about walking away? And if he is thinking about walking away, is he going to tell you in that moment? Come on now. Now, as for Andy Reid, Alex, he has taken it to another level. This season, what he was able to do, basically reinventing the Chiefs on the fly. Yeah. Th- he knew he no longer had a Tyreek Hill. He found that out last year. They figured it out, but they don't have Tyreek Hill on offense. They don't have a burner. They don't, they're not going to throw the ball deep. They had receivers who couldn't catch the ball this year. Right. He realized this is not going to work for us. We have to be different offensively. We've got to ask Patrick Mahomes to be a quote-unquote game manager. Game manager. <laughs> okay? Yeah, right. And he, and he managed the hell out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> All throughout the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, all right? And Andy knew what his strength was. He knew he had a defense that was great. We didn't know that Kansas City had a defense this good until they actually proved it on the field. Andy Reid won a different way this year than he has the previous two Super Bowl wins and proved to everybody in a season where everyone thought the Chiefs were were vulnerable and everybody was asking questions about what's wrong with the Chiefs? What's wrong with the Chiefs? Nothing's wrong with the Chiefs. Same old Chiefs, same old result, another Super Bowl championship. Andy Reid did his greatest coaching job ever in 2023, 2024, and the Chiefs now are a dynasty. And Andy Reid is now in the conversation, honestly and seriously, as one of the greatest coaches of all time, probably top five at the very least. And I have the stats to back it up. Nobody is, uh, I don't think anybody's questioning at this point. You know, think about the coaches who've won three Super Bowls or more, right? Chuck Knoll, uh, Bill Belichick, 
Uh, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> won three. No, he won two. Oh, that's right. Switzer won the third one. Yes, he did. Oh, my goodness. So you want to talk about the, the coaches that have won three or more Super Bowls. Bill Belichick. Chuck Knoll. Which, by the way. Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. Joe Gibbs. And Andy Reid. That's it. Think about it, too. Not even Tom Landry. Tom Landry won two. Jimmy Johnson, by the way, that's how bad the situation was. They had an easily another Super Bowl caliber team, and he was like, I can't do this anymore with Jerry Jones. (laughs) And then Barry Switzer comes and goes, what you need me to do? What do you got? All right. uh, Oh, we won the Super Bowl? Cool, man. Like, Barry Switzer walked in and won the Super Bowl that year. Steve Young is very grateful and will be forever grateful that Jimmy Johnson decided to step away. Yeah, interesting. Well, Andy Reid, I think that in terms of coaches, it's pretty hard to find a – think about that group we just rolled out to, Chuck Noll, Bill Walsh. The greats. Uh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, Joe, Joe Gibbs. Gibbs. Andy Reid is by far the 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 funnest one to be around. <laughs> like, all those guys that just lifted, listed off. Joe Gibbs had guys, a pretty good personality. Bill Walsh was somewhat interesting and engaging. Oh, everybody says he's mean, though, man. Oh, yeah. Belichick, awful. Chuck Knoll was like milk toast. Did not, did not do. They were like, we didn't, they didn't do interviews with the media that back in the day, not yeah. nearly at this rate. So now you have the Chiefs. Did they have to win? They had to win four games to win the Super Bowl this year, right? And they had to go on the road for the, the two of them. For two of those. And it's crazy to me to think that they are a team that really could come back and do it again. They really could. The The 49ers are not, though. That window might be closing. I don't know what it looks like for them. How are they going to be able to – I mean, you tell me, J.J. Their, their cap space situation is not great. They had a very specific window. This was supposed to be their year, right? This was going to be their year. And instead, now they get sent packing a three-point loss – Poor Kyle Shanahan has just been part of bad losses after bad losses in the Super Bowls. Because on the, because on the flip side, he's now uh, 0 for 2 as a head coach. And then, of course, was the offensive coordinator during one of the worst meltdowns in the history of the Super Bowl. Yes. So th- these, Three blown leads of 10 or more points. Three. And they saddle that with him. All of those. <laughs> they saddle it all with him. Because they go, why didn't you just... Uh, why don't you just hand the ball off on that third down, bro? <laughs> That's how this works in the NFL. This, this is the you want to you want to be on the biggest stage. You're going to be judged. How long ago was it that we were all saying Andy Reid couldn't win the big game? Andy Reid couldn't manage the end of a game. Remember how much flack he took with the Eagles? How many times he blew it at the end of games with not taking timeouts or clock management or this or that? Like people used to absolutely shred Andy Reid. He had to overcome that. He had to press forward and continue to go on. He got fired by the Eagles. Yeah. Think about that. The The Eagles fired Andy Reid. It's crazy. You look at Andy Reid's accomplishments, his resume, it's right up there with all the greats. 11 conference title games, five Super Bowl appearances. Uh, that's tied for third with uh, Tom Landry. He's won three, as I mentioned earlier. Mm. He was also an assistant coach for the Packers when they won the Super Bowl. 258 wins all-time, fourth all-time. It's just his resume is among the greats, and perhaps that's some inspiration to someone who's a relatively young coach like Kyle Shanahan who's taken his lumps and has got to that point where he is on the brink of greatness, but it just slips away. 
keep going, keep fighting. He's got a lot of coaching ahead of him. And this 49ers team, though, you bring up an interesting point is how do they reinvent themselves? How do they deal with what's coming where a lot of guys need to get paid, including Brock Purdy? It's not going to happen this year, but the next year after that is the window for the 49ers closing faster than the window for the Chiefs. Because, again, we're talking about if you want to win a Super Bowl right now, you've got to figure out how to beat the Chiefs. And that has been really tough to do over the last five years. It's been done. The Bengals and Tom Brady's Bucks pulled it off. Other than that, no one else seems to understand how to do it, especially in the postseason. The Eagles came close last year. You know, it's, it's – uh, so, by the way, Clint Kubiak, who's the basically the passing game coordinator for Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. It looks like he's probably going to get hired as the OC, the the big OC, the big offensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. So you've got somebody already subtracted from a group that looked like they were doing pretty darn well. I don't know. Like, does Brock Purdy? I I, I liked how cool he was. I mean, yeah, Juwan Jennings had a better quarterback rating than he did, but you know. <laughs> By the way, second <laughs> pass all time in a Super Bowl, touchdown pass all time in a Super Bowl by a wide receiver. Yes. Antoine Randall L., the first one. And he caught the other one, right? John Jennings caught the other one, didn't he? He did. So He threw a touchdown pass and yeah. caught a touchdown Not pass bad. in a Super Bowl. Not bad. And if they won the game, he might have been considered for no, he, Super Bowl MVP. Wouldn't he have been? I can't imagine he wouldn't be. Because not only that, like he showed up, he was way under the radar. He had great numbers. But you had to you had to get guys involved that were under the radar when you have exceptional defenses like that. That's why Michael Hardman was Corn wide dog. freaking open. Corn dog <laughs> with ketchup and mustard. <laughs> Which again, the greatness of Andy Reid. There's no way that that's actually How the many play call name, right? NFL head coaches would name their plays after his favorite items of food. Yeah. Corn dog with some mustard and ketchup wow. to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, if you put ketchup on a hot dog or a corn dog, you're basically a 10-year-old. That was insulting. <laughs> now I'm now I'm having to After the age of 18, do some soul searching. Not allowed my, to put uh, <laughs> my maturity has been questioned because hot I dogs. enjoy mustard and ketchup on a corn dog. But you're right, cor- a corn dog is kid food. It is. No, the corn dog, you got to have the ketchup yeah, on because it is kid food. Every adult enjoys a good corn dog. I know. Right? <laughs> have you had gourmet corn like corn Come dogs? On. Oh, like listen. They, food truck yes. like corn dogs. Well, there's that one that rolls around. It's the world's greatest corn dog yes. or whatever it is. They dip it in honey if you want. Uh-huh. Stop it. Now now we're talking. Yeah. Look, I don't mind the plain old ketchup and mustard since we're on in, in tribute to the corn dog play. We can talk about corn dogs, right? We're free to talk <laughs> about corn dogs. This is this is a this is a corn dog. Jeremy, don't give us that look. We can have a we can do a full corn dog segment. Like, I, feel. I like I like fry sauce on a corn dog. All right. But the honey thing, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do to spice up and class up. Yeah. Your well, corn I'm dog. the kind of guy put some uh Grey Poupon. Grey Poupon. <laughs> it's not Poupon. One of the greatest Come on. advertising In of history. all time for a company who makes really bad gourmet mustard to convince you? people that rich people like it. It's made with white wine, Jeremiah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Grey Poupon is for me to Poupon. <laughs> Get That's out gross. of here with that. All right. We it will... looks like baby, you know what? I'll oh, it stop back. it. Barf. I got you. Grey Poupon is garbage. Get out of here. Wow. 
Okay, we're going to take a break. Andy Reid, already one of the greats, and uh, if he keeps this streak going, if he keeps this up, I mean, why not? He and he and Patrick Mahomes are tied together forever, at least for now. No question. Stay, why would you untie yourself? And Travis that? Kelsey. Come on. All right, we've got our weekend warriors coming up in just a minute. Before that, we want to get you and your nominations for our Youth Sports Volunteer of the Week, our Hercules Hero of the Week. Submit your nomination at kslsports.com slash contest. Listen every Thursday afternoon. We're going to read a winner for you, and we will highlight the nomination letter, and we'll also uh, throw that person 50 bucks, courtesy of the Hercules Credit Union and Hercules Hero of the Week. KSL.com or kslsports.com slash sports. That's kslsports.com slash contest. I'm getting it all messed up. JJ, let me start it over. kslsports.com slash contest. Okay? Go to the page, nominate your youth sports volunteer of the week. Uh, who's in that category? Who's in the youth sports volunteer category that, that you could nominate? Because oh. I, I think people think, oh, no, it's only like, uh, you know, my kid's high school football coach. No, no like there's so there, there could be a, a youth coach that coached your five-year-old junior jazz team that yeah. just did an amazing job and, and, and your kid fell in love with basketball because of the way that he helped your your son or daughter uh, learn the game and appreciate the game. It could be a referee that uh, you think deserves it. Um, they probably all deserve it. <laughs> it could be somebody who runs a local, like there's all kinds of local sports organizations for kids that you could nominate. This doesn't, we're not looking at like uh, high about, school coaches. Right. How about anybody? A mom, how about a mom who a drives mom, the team entire mom. team around? Here's yeah. an opportunity for you to do something great for a team mom who dedicated so much time and energy and money yeah, to your kid's season, and you want to pay her back with gratitude. This is perfect for that. So go ahead and reach out. Uh, go to kslsports.com, find the entry, and get that person submitted so we can recognize them on the air, get that gift card that they so deserve. Oh, yeah. Because that's the whole point of this. It's not to honor. And send in your high school coaches, too. Anybody is what we're saying here. Absolutely. Anybody involved in youth sports in our community that you think is doing an unbelievable job and deserves recognition, let us do that. KSLsports.com slash contests. That's where you enter that nomination, and we'll get to them. We love it. All right, we'll come back. We've got our weekend warriors. Take a wild guess what the theme is going to be. But we've got some awesome audio you don't want to miss, including later on in the program, we have the Korean radio call of the Super Bowl and how it ended. We don't do a good enough job on calling touchdowns in this uh, in this no, country. We need to follow the example My of heavens. Koreans. We have to. All right, we'll come back. More to go around the corner. 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Accessing. When TV and radio collide. Love it. This is what you get. You're listening to JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars. Don't touch that dial. On 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. We were just talking about how uh, Brittany, Brittany Mahomes, Brittany Spears, Brittany Mahomes, uh, nowhere to be seen next to Taylor Swift this weekend. Do you think Tay-Tay was like, hey, look, it's been a fun run. Look, a Week 10 regular season game in Kansas City? Sure, come on in the booth. <laughs> Two point how much million 2. dollars? 2.5. 2.5 million dollar suite? 
You well, got Super Bowl re- Sunday. You get replaced by Ice Spice. 150 million people watching. We're going to bring in Ice Spice, who Taylor probably didn't meet until Sunday. And Blake Lively, who's A-list, only A-listers at Super Bowl. Dude, Blake Lively. That's not a world I understand. No. Nor do I no, care no, no. to. No. What was the show she was even on? It was Gossip Girl, right? Is that what it was? I couldn't tell you. Or something like that. Something She's married to Ryan lines. Reynolds, who's one of my favorites. Right. Big Ryan but, Reynolds fan. Yeah. No, it was awesome. Not to disrespect her work. I'm sure she's great. But I'm just not familiar with her work. Probably because I'm 46. Hey, Jeremy. Let's, uh, that's my let's fault, dedicate a full segment to what Blake Lively's done in her career next hour, okay? It was Gossip Girl's one thing. It was Gossip Girl? Okay. You got that right. I would have I got am that so right. sorry that I knew that. <laughs> I apologize to the audience. Like Alex is the kind of guy that knows that uh, Blake Lively was in Gossip Girl. You know why? Because I'm married to a woman, and she loved uh, Gossip Girl. I'm married to a woman, and I didn't know that. Is that <laughs> a prerequisite? Like, there's, Blake, there's Blake Lively. There's Blake Lively. She's like, oh, she's the Gossip Girl star. All right. Got it. I will remember that now. Hey, by the way, on Wednesday, you have a win ticket Wednesday, and we do it every week across every show. The tickets you can win this week are Bill Burr. All right, Bill Burr tickets at the Delta Center, which is coming up, I think, in about uh, two weeks from right now, basically. Two weeks from uh, this Wednesday. So there you go. Get He's, it going. Uh, he was speaking of greatness. Yeah, Bill Burr is phenomenal. If you're talking about the Hall of Fame or a Mount Rushmore of comedy, It's not right going now. to be the clean comedy that you get with Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> well, no. I can't endorse everything that comes out of his <laughs> no. mouth. But no, no, no. I don't think there's a bigger comedic genius right now. All right. Well, we could have that debate. We don't have time for that right now, but there's some a lot of there's a lot of good comedians in our time. Weekend Warriors, people who won the weekend here for us. Of course, it starts off with the Super Bowl MVP. Trying to take the lead. Mahomes goes for it right away. Wide open. Touchdown. Valdez Scantling. Uh I'm trying to think. By the way, Scantling, didn't it look like he was totally unsure when he caught that ball? Did you see? It? He was like, "I will not. This will not be one of my drops." It was like, it was like double. He could not have been more open. He was like either. double clutch. It. Yes, that's why. If it, if they're covered, they have a hard time catching it. I feel like, or they have an easier time catching it. Uh, third Super Bowl MVP award for Mahomes. Uh, he's now in a very very select group: Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Now you start talking about the goat. Nah. And, and look, he's not there yet, but he's twenty eight, and. When you're in, when your company is Joe Montana and Tom Brady, and that's it, right? <laughs> the goat, the goat comes out. You're on a special list. And Mahomes, I think if Mahomes retired today, he's still a first ballot Hall of Famer. Honorable mention for Juwan Jennings, obviously, the guy. I mean, they didn't win. Obviously, the 49ers didn't win. But the that play, that play call, by the way, because you saw as soon as they throw that far behind the line of scrimmage, JJ, you go. Okay, they're dialing up a trick play here. And my immediate thing is to put my eyeballs on that streaking wide receiver, which is also what a lot of the Chiefs defense did. Yeah. To have him throw back all the way across the field to Christian McCaffrey to get a nice block from your offensive lineman that just chipped a corner enough to be able to keep him out of the play. (laughs) And if he doesn't chip that corner, that is a pick six. I mean, I'm telling you. One of the worst Super Bowl plays we've ever seen. (laughs) It's that close. The margin for error is thin. It was very in thin. In the Super Bowl. Instead, it looked like Kyle, Kyle Shanahan was a genius again. 
Just for Second that and 10, Niners up 3 nothing. Purdy going to throw a double pass. Back to Jawan Jennings. A throwback across the field to McCaffrey. He's got it. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! San Francisco! CMC enter the Dragon, baby! Six points on a trick play. Wow. That's a call. Well... To be put up against the one. You have the radio call they had at the end, the 49ers uh, radio well, call. Let's hear the Hardman lost. catch from the Here's uh, the Hardman 49ers. call from the uh, 49ers radio team right here. Well, we'll pull it up here. I know we had it. I know we had it because it was – okay, here it is. Here's the here's the 49ers call. Tell me if he's calling it straight down the middle here, J.J. Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right throws. Touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! Dang it! <laughs> Corndog. Uh, I'll tell you what. I love how he goes, Michael Hardman. <laughs> like, it's all, because this is the last person you thought was going to catch the touchdown in the game to win it. As we watched the muff punt, that was also part of the problem. That was a great homer call at the end of a game. Yes, I love it. Your heart ripped out. I love it. Uh, There was a moment. I remember Greg Rebell one time had one of those where it was just like a, it was it was like a heartbreaking touchdown. It was just like touchdown, touchdown, University of Utah. No, of course it was a rivalry game. (laughs) But you know, I mean, normally you can get a uh, gets excited about both sides. By the way. The pro guys, they don't care. They they say all the weird stuff. They, they get they are all homers. The college guys, they're required to be pros, and then the the nah. and then the and then the pro play by play guys are like absolutely selling out uh, for their team, and they love it. And so why not why not have the that broadcasters be the thing? that are whose checks are signed by the teams they call, basically their employees. Come on, man, that's how it's going to be. I know. I, I I don't I don't blame them, but I personally love the. Uh, but you're only going to get that on a national broadcast or a, in an impartial broadcast. Otherwise, enjoy the homer calls. They're fun sometimes, yeah. especially in that scenario. Okay, let's take a break. We'll come back when we come back around the corner. You and I had predictions Uh-oh. for the Super Bowl this year. I don't want to be held accountable. I am this. an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. JJ's the one who freaking nailed the final score, the winner and the score. Jeez. All right, we'll come back. We will uh, remind ourselves of what we picked because I don't even remember. And then we'll also remind you uh, about how smart JJ is about all this stuff. So we'll come back, and uh, we've just got tons more to go. Right here, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. This story is crazy about becoming an ultimate Aggie, which apparently is getting